0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Cocktails and Classics, where each episode, we force our friend Cameron, who hasn't seen many classic films, to watch one. Before, those who have seen it will write down our rating based off memory and nostalgia. During the movie, we'll be drinking cocktails inspired by the movie, and we'll give you the recipe so you can try it at home. Afterwards, we will dissect the movie and give our updated ratings, along with Cam's first impression. So I'm Dylan, and joining me today are Cameron. Hey, guys. Ben.
1: Hey,
2: there. Carlos. How's it going? And Zach. Hey, everyone.
0: This week, we watched National Lampoon's Animal House, a 1978 comedy film by, directed by John Landis, written by Harold Ramis, Douglas Kinney, and Chris Miller. I, I guess he would be starring John Belushi. Uh,
1: He's on the cover of the movie. He is,
0: so. and it just cuts to him randomly from time to time. It's like... I, I I won't say too much. All right, all right, all right okay. All right. <laughs> I won't go I won't go in on my John Belushi rant yet. Kim, what do you know going in?
1: I don't know a ton about this movie going in. Um I know that John Belushi's in it, like you've said. Uh, I don't really know any of the other actors going into it. Um Kevin Bacon? He's in the movie. Yes. Oh yes, Kevin Bacon is in the movie. Interesting. Um but, yeah, I don't know much about going into it. Um, I don't know if there's really many, like, memes per se about it. I've seen a bunch. There's a lot of pop culture stuff from it, obviously, like the Toga Party and stuff like that. But um, yeah. The sweatshirt, that's, like, the big thing oh, the, nowadays. The, the college, college sweatshirt.
0: sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. 0. 0.0. What do you expect from the movie going in?
1: Yeah, I think it'll be a funny movie. I mean, I think it's from the 70s, right? 78. Yeah, something like that. So there's probably going to be a little off-color humor in it, but I think it'll be a funny movie.
0: Well, to kick this thing off and get everybody in the right mood, I'm going to pass it over to Carlos, our makeshift bartender, for this week's inspired cocktail question mark. More of just a beverage, but Carlos, take it away.
2: Thanks, everyone, for tuning in again. Uh, So this week, our quote-unquote fancy cocktail is... Probably the cheap beer of your choice. Now, this could be the beer maybe you got some good memories with uh, in your college days, uh, maybe the ones you made some good memories with, or maybe the ones that uh, prevented you from having some memories. So, whatever cheap beer that you're drinking this week, go ahead and send us a picture on Instagram at cocktails and classics pod and use hashtag cocktails and classics. Or if Twitter is your thing, tweet us at cocktailsclass. We love to see what you're drinking for this week's episode and hear your thoughts on maybe why you chose the cheap beer that you did. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie Animal House, sit back, go ahead and sip on that cold beer you got in your hand, and enjoy the show. There will be spoilers from here on out, so heads up. Otherwise, continue on for our post-movie discussion. We'll be back after a quick break.
0: hope you grabbed a drink, whether that's your beer, coffee, or just some water. Stay hydrated out there. This week, we watched National Lampoon's Animal House, a 1978 film directed by John Landis, written by Harold Ramis, Douglas Kinney, and Chris Miller. Uh, This was the beginning of National Lampoon's movie career. Um, And uh, basically the jumpstart to a lot of these guys' careers as comedians and actors. In 2001, the United States Library of Congress deemed Animal House culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant and selected it for preservation in the National Film Registry. It's number one on Bravo's 100 Funniest Movies. And Cameron, what, what was your initial reaction to the film?
1: My initial reaction was I, I thought it was pretty funny, but I imagine if I was still in high school, I would have thought it was a lot funnier, um, especially not having ever seen it before. It
0: wasn't like your college years at all?
1: No, (laughs) it's funny. It's funny because like I feel like the what was the what was the snooty frat? Omega. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like the Omega house was very much like a U of M house. And then the Delta (laughs) house was very much like an EMU house. (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> am i wrong the, somebody tell me that i'm wrong
3: Someone the tell battle me wrong. for Washtenaw continues on to the cocktails and classics podcast
1: like i feel like if like i feel like the omegas essentially are just like if i could imagine what being in a u of m frat would be like it'd be the omega house
3: i'm sure there are plenty of delta like houses over in the the ann arbor section of of michigan
4: i just like how dylan asked cameron if that was like his college years after <laughs> literally in the first episode, explaining that we're all friends from college,
2: so he knows for a fact <laughs> that's now what our college <laughs> experience. But it's yes. the joke. Yes, Cameron, that's please fill gym. us in on all the crazy shenanigans during your college years with your friends. But
1: there's but some stuff, but definitely any of not, the ones involving us. Definitely not like drunk driving and stealing cars and killing horses and shit.
0: Cameron, any memes or pop culture references that you learned the origin of?
1: I'm not sure if there's any that I learned the origin of. I mean, I saw, like, the toga party and stuff, uh, like I talked about in the before piece. It's hard to say. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's stuff that I saw that I that sounded familiar, but I don't know if I had, like, known that it was from this movie or... My
4: wife looked at me as we were watching the movie, and it came to the part where they, they go, um, 0. 0.0. She looks at me, she goes, oh, my God, this, that's where this for, this is from? They use that on apparently on Mojo in the morning all the time. She's never known yeah, that that's an it's animal a big house radio book. drop. Yeah, she's like, I had no idea that was from this movie. I mean, I had no idea they used it a lot on radio, but
3: <laughs> I knew it was from this movie. We don't do radio anymore; podcasts only.
0: <laughs> podcasts are in things that did or did not surprise you.
1: Well, uh, some of the humor seemed pretty over the top, even for the time. Like not even over the top, but like. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to ju- It's hard to watch something like that movie in today's context without ever having seen it before. Just because I feel like there's so many things that, like, at the time, you know, maybe calling someone the R word would actually be funny, but that, that's not really something that's funny now. Like, it, there's a lot of stuff that's like more she cringy. He it lovingly, though. But it doesn't. it was just stuff yeah it was a raunchy
3: comedy for when it came out
1: right and so like there's a lot of things that even today i'd like i don't know there's a way to do raunchy comedy today that's not that way like the hangover is a raunchy comedy movie and i feel like even that isn't as like edgy i guess as that as this movie so
4: i mean it's not but it also came out what 30-some years well, that, later. That right? that's, so, well, that's
1: what I'm saying. is like It's not just because it's a raunchy comedy. It's just like, you know, for the time it was a raunchy comedy. And so, like, there were things in the movie that were kind of on the edge of acceptable then and now that are totally unacceptable.
4: Yeah. No, this is one that um, when we talked about doing this movie, I was immediately like, ooh, there's, <laughs> there's definitely some parts of this that uh, is going to be airplane-like. We're like, whoa. It's not okay for today, but it was okay back then.
1: Yeah, and I don't oh. want to make everything about that. Um, but no, but there And, were, and there too, were a lot of funny parts. Like, a lot of it was really funny. But, yeah, some of those, yeah. like, especially the underage, like, girl part, I was like, oh, <laughs> I definitely see this coming. You know, she's probably, like, 15, 16, you know. It's like, oh, I'm 13. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You I mean, me? that,
0: it's, it's a pretty funny line when it happens. It's, no, it's but, funny,
1: but it's just, like so like, so young.
0: It's, yeah, it, so this is my second time watching it. I think the first time I watched it was like a year or two ago. And especially with somebody else in the room, it's, it's like, ooh, I don't think I should laugh at some of these jokes. They're pretty, (laughs) they're pretty dated in the sense of like, you definitely can't talk about molestation like when the girl passes out and his devil, devil and yeah. angel come on his shoulder, I'm like, yeah, that where is he's not like funny. Deciding
1: whether or not he should rape the girl. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good line.
0: Yeah, that's the type of stuff
3: that'll drop your draft stock four or five rounds nowadays. Like you just can't do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, the, But if there's video the, evidence, then you're screwed.
0: <laughs> I get it. I get it's 1960s, but yeah, I think they're in Tennessee when they're in the probation hearing. I think that's a Tennessee flag with the three stars mm-hmm. on the circle. Um but yeah, I was going to say the Confederate flag is a little not a good look. I definitely put a oof on that <laughs> in my notes.
1: <laughs> oof, big oof on the Confederate flag.
0: The creepy window ladder scene, while while it is like an iconic scene, I think, is one that is definitely kind of dated in a sense. Like it's funny when he's on the ladder and he's like jumping over to the other window. That bit is humorous.
3: Okay. Yeah, you're not supposed
0: but, to praise peeping toms anymore.
4: Yes, the other part of that scene that still is kind of funny is the fact that he's on the ladder and he's looking at the girl, and then he just slowly starts falls to get bad. backwards. That and part falls. was
1: yeah. It's funny because I, I feel like the context of a lot of these jokes is bad, but like the actual content of like what you're supposed to be laughing at is funny. It's just like if you retold it in a different way, that wasn't so horrible. Then you know. Or like in it like there like um, there are shows that do that today. Like, for example, like Always Sunny does a lot of these jokes, um, and even Tropic Thunder has like blackface in it. But the joke is well, that Well, but la- you're not making Well, that's Tropic what I'm Thunder saying today. is the joke is that you're <laughs> laughing at the person, right? Like you're not you're not saying like you're not agreeing with that. Like the the, the show and the movies or whatever are essentially telling you and showing you that like this behavior is ridiculous and you shouldn't do it, and it's like absurd that you would even think of doing that kind of thing. Yeah,
3: this movie's got a ton of like slapstick and crude humor that, that it's still tasteful. There's some stuff that's not, but it's got definitely got plenty yeah, of tasteful yeah. stuff in it. Well,
2: because they, yeah. they pull so much of like the stuff from like like Ben said, the stereotypical like stuff, like or just stereotypes in general about um, you know about you know college life you know and they and they but they blow it like way out of like proportion to try to create you know humorous like some more humorous scenarios out of it um and you know the result is obviously you know some humor that's that's really not okay um and then there's other that's more slapstick and it's just more it's more fun uh more fun based
4: i will say though the one scene that i was kind of worried trying to think back to it it's, it's been a little bit since i've seen the movie was the scene where they go to the bar where they're the only white people in the bar?
1: I yeah, and, that one was. I okay. have mixed thoughts rough. on that one.
4: So the thing, the thing that I think about with that is, and I said this um, before everyone was on and we were recording, was that one in my head I couldn't remember if that scene was worse than it was, like I couldn't remember where it kind of was on that, but at the same time, looking back after rewatching it, if they were to walk into that bar and it was like a leather bar or it was like a white supremacist bar or one of those, it would be the, it would play almost the exact same way. So I guess I don't know, like realistically, like they, they don't really play up. They don't, you know, have some stereotypical black guy in the scene or anything like that it's just a black bar and the really they're kind of the ones that are the joke because they're the ones out of place and in the you know so that one actually was not nearly as bad as what i was expecting going into the rewatch
0: there there is a funny one of my favorite lines is is in that scene when they're at the bar and uh oh what is his name Boone. it's not flounder the other guy larry what whatever his name is Pento yeah Uh, when he's there and he's like oh I wonder where Otter is maybe I should go outside and look for him (laughs) and and they all look at him they're like don't we (laughs) oh (laughs) I was like like one of my favorite lines
4: when he looks at the girls they're in the middle of the bar Everyone's staring at them and he
1: just looks at him and goes so you guys come here often (laughs) (laughs) yeah there were some funny moments in that scene but it was I don't know I feel pretty mixed on that one in general I was
4: yeah. I I feel like there were parts of that scene that couldn't have gone, but at the same time, I feel like it was not like I said, it was not near as bad as what mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be. Trying to remember what the
0: movie was, right? I feel like some of the more some of the more subtle humor scenes are when they're at like the Lovers Lookout, and it's that's Man- <laughs> <laughs> no, not Mandy. What's her name? Um, the blonde one, yeah, yeah, the blonde Barbara. chick. <laughs> And, and she's, like, mm-hmm. jerking him off.
1: Yeah. But,
0: but it's, like, very subtle that, that yeah. it's happening. And then she, like, pulls off the gloves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, the she, like, implies line. he's, like, soft the whole time. <laughs> yeah. would, would you please going relax? Or? Oh,
3: yeah, we'll never have to worry about those deltas again. No, I mean, is it supposed to be that soft? <laughs> Greg, if you're not even going to try, what are we doing this for?
0: <laughs> Some of the other lines I have written down... Um, I guess it's very of the time when it was like when it's supposed to take place. But the dean is like, your grade points are so terrible, you're kicked out of the the uh, you're kicked out of the, the college. I called your local draft boards and told them you're all <laughs> eligible for oh. <laughs> for service now, and
1: they're all like oh, worried. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I, I mean, well, because that's sixty that's two, Vietnam. so that's like nom, right? Yeah, the start of at least. Well, but some of them are in like the equivalent of ROTC or whatever, right? Yeah, I thought it was hilarious when they were uh, chucking the golf balls at him and trying to hit him with the golf
3: balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Ah, slice.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, see, you gotta.
4: <laughs> what I love is later on when they call back to it, when Bluto's in the lunch room, and he picks up the bowl of soup and there's the golf ball in it, and he picks up the golf ball and <laughs> eats it, eats
0: <laughs> it like an egg. Yeah. The attention to detail. <laughs> yeah. When they're when they're at the parade and the. Uh, the two guys like stand in front of the dad and his son. He's like, "Oh, my kid can't see. Is it okay if he stands in front of you?" No. That line just <laughs> cracked me up for some reason.
1: The parade part might have been the funniest part of the whole movie. There's so
4: many gags in that when he throws the marbles, <laughs> all, the, all the all the guys just go flying. Or when he when they show him beforehand in the convenience store,
1: I'd like to buy ten thousand marbles. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I don't often applaud. Cheating, but I was like, you know what, that dean sucks. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> My <Mike> cucumber's bigger. <laughs> yeah, he it, weird. It honestly, it's kind of weird. He's in Delta House. That guy, what's his name again? Otter. 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 It's weird he's in Delta House because he's so charismatic that like you'd think he'd be able to be in one of the other ones. That's not well. You know him, Garbage Town.
0: Him, Boone, and Hoover are definitely like the most well-put-together ones, and then is you he have asked, the president. But
4: at the same time, he does say when they're going through trying to pick pledges, when they got to flounder, he goes, oh, wait a minute, yeah, wait a minute. I was such an obnoxious asshole that the seniors beat the hell out of me weekly. So maybe, that's true. maybe what we're seeing of Otter now is, you know, a couple years in after maybe settling in, although kind of weird. You got to think it seems like D Day and Bluda were probably around longer than Otter was there. So
0: seven years of college down the drain.
2: <laughs> Switched majors seven seven thousand times.
0: Seven years of college down the drain. I should have just joined the Peace Corps.
4: <laughs> I also love Hoover at the very end after their.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah,
4: after the the Dean's, like, sitting there in the wreckage, and he just kind of pokes his head in. So could we maybe get just one more chance? (laughs) I know this
1: is an inopportune (laughs) time.
3: (laughs) I think the best part of that scene is the the Dean's wife, when she falls down and she's laying on the rubble with that guy next to her, he's like, Steve, you can take your thumb out of my ass whenever you want. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, God.
0: (laughs) I knew Zach would love that part. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, Zach of does love like pegging, so makes sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> we already kind of talked about it, but does anyone have another memorable or best scene?
4: I would say the food fight scene. When he stuffs the mashed potatoes in his mouth, kind of swirls them around and punches them together. Oh, yeah. That was it. Get it? And then they... they well, just because I think there's so much throughout that entire... You know, the sequence of him going through the food line, he's, like, stuffing his pockets. And then he's also eating, like, half a sandwich and trying to, like, put it back on them. <laughs> <laughs> Just shows that he's such a terrible person. But then after he starts the food fight, like, he just incorporates everyone into it. Everyone runs over the dude in the neck brace.
2: Um,
4: I can't remember what the time frame was, but I think it took them, like, a, they shot that, like, a couple days. Like, they kept shooting that scene.
2: Oh, uh,
3: my favorite is also a Bluto, not a line, but um when when they had the Toka party and he's walking down the stairs and there's the guy who's like serenading <laughs> yes. the girls with this classical guitar and Bluto's like I can't I can't let this go at my party he grabs the guitar and smashes it and then it's a close up of him and he looks at the guy and goes, Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Let's be honest. I don't I don't remember much of that ever happening, but everyone hates that one the one dude who like sits outside of the dorm playing his guitar and like You mean playing bullshit. Wonderwall?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. The one guy playing Wonderwall.
4: Yeah. Every single person wants to be bluto and just grab that guitar and smash the shit out of
3: it. And slam the fifth of Jack Daniels, by the way. What a pro.
1: Oh my God! Right, which was very obviously Coke. Yeah, I was going to say it was oh, carbonated. Right.
0: You could see
3: the bubbles. Yeah. And bubbles.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: There was a lot of. Yeah. I, I think that adds an extra bit of humor to it, though. At the parade, when they ram into the the grandstands, you could see the chain that they're like pulling down the stands <laughs> with. And
1: uh, oh, really? <laughs> yes, or like I didn't even notice when
0: they're tearing down the letters off the building, and they come like Boone and Otter walk up, or it's like Larry, I think, and Boone or Otter. One, of the, I don't know. There's so many fucking nicknames and actual names. It's,
4: when it's they're walking Boone, back up to the house, it's, it's Boone and Pinto because they walk by the other fraternity and they're talking shit. Oh, yes, And they, and they get, go to walk up and then they see them fucking. And the, the letters house. are in
0: a different order, but they're still on the house. Or <laughs> uh, uh, Bluto tears down the welcome home banner and like grabs the chick and they drive off. But then when they show like a wide later, the banner's still in one piece. Like those little gags are like, I think they just add an extra bit of humor to the whole thing that you kind of like have to pay attention to notice. But it's like, oh yeah, I can see where they didn't have this big budget to make this movie. But it's still hilarious. And I think in other movies, even other comedy
4: movies, it would be something where you're like, oh, okay, come on. But because Animal House seemed like the people who were making the movie were the people who were in Delta House, that they were just the type of people that were like, you know what?
0: Fuck it. Leave it in. It, it, I don't care. Who's going to notice? It's a movie about rejects by rejects, and they just feel like, it just feels like this like big family group of friends making this thing, and you kind of like feel the love off of it a little bit.
4: Yeah, which I think kind of leads to an interesting note about this movie, about how you said it's kind of about rejects. I think one of the big reasons this movie holds such weight culturally is it kind of was the first... I think I've heard it referred to as, like, the clods versus class. Movies like Revenge of the Nerds and, I mean, just countless others where it's really... Yeah, well, just the 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 reject, outcast types that are bound together that go up against the the rich snotty kid, the Chads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to say the it. The betas, but... Penny Lovers. The betas against the Chads. <laughs> no show yeah.
3: socks, khaki shorts. But it
4: really, <laughs> God damn it, it really did set the tone for a lot of those movies from the eighties that were very much kind of you know the the lower class rejects versus the, the rich, my dad's going to sue you type kids. Um, you know, the summer camp type movies, where it's the poor summer camp versus the rich kids across the lake uh, movies like revenge of the nerds. Um, just a bunch of those kind of comedy movies that this really kind of started that, I guess, trend in movies that continued through the
1: eighties Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. How it works is, every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection. Audible has a free, easy-to-use app that allows you to download titles and listen offline at your convenience. Dylan and Ben, what are your experiences with Audible?
0: So I used the Audible free trial a couple years ago, um, and I've gone back to it since. Uh, I listened to Pet Cemetery by Stephen King, and I really like it when I'm driving on like long road trips, I used it to listen
4: to one of James Elroy's uh, L.A. quartet novels, The Big Nowhere. I would definitely recommend it to anyone on the go, uh, whether it's just driving to work or for long flights. It's great. You can you know listen to something on your phone, connect it to Bluetooth. You get to work, log into your work computer and
1: listen up. To start your free 30-day trial, go to audibletrial.com slash cocktailsandclassics, all lowercase. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash cocktailsandclassics. After your free trial is up, it'll cost $14.95 per month. However, there are no commitments, and if you can't decide what to listen to at that particular month, that's okay. You can always roll your credits over for up to a year.
0: A little bit of a tradition around here is that Zach will take over and gives us a trivia quiz. Zach, take it away.
3: Thanks, Dylan. Um, we're going to get right into it. We got three quick questions for you guys. The first one Which university campus did they film Animal House on? Is it A, the University of Missouri? B, they did not film on a college campus, or C, the University of Oregon.
4: I know I've heard this, and I'm trying to remember it, so give me a second.
3: I know this one, so I will abstain until the end. Look at Dylan and Ben both trying to go with the Ben strategy. Let the guy who, who might know answer first and copy that guy.
1: <laughs> oh, baby, I already know the answer. Uh, well, sorry, <laughs> could you repeat the answers again?
3: Yeah, so uh, which university campus did they film Animal House on? Is it A, University of Missouri, B, they did not film on a college campus, or C, the University of Oregon.
1: I'm I'm going to go with Missouri. Seems like a weird answer. I'm half tempted to go with the wild card answer if they didn't film on a college campus, but I'll go with the Missouri answer.
4: I'm going to say the University of Oregon. I don't know why that sticks out in my head, but that's the one that I feel like I've heard. I also know that they're, I mean, universal, universal... Studios would have been located in California at the time. So to go to Oregon to to make that trip versus going all the way to Missouri would probably have been a little bit easier. But at the same time, I'm sure most of the cast was probably located in New York because that's where the National Lampoon and everything was. But YOLO, stay in Oregon, send it. All right,
3: Carlos, what do you got?
2: I'm going to go with University of Oregon on this one. Final answer. It is University of Oregon.
3: That is correct. (laughs) <laughs> University of Oregon. <laughs> yeah, the um think about that. What Dean if like once you read the script would want Animal House to be filmed at your college and that's what you're known for? Missouri was considered, but the University of Oregon had passed up on I can't remember the name of the movie, but um they passed up on another movie that filmed at uh their location or that didn't film at their location. A beautiful Mind. Is that what it was? A beautiful mind?
0: No, I didn't. the movie's well you do that. Yeah, I don't know.
3: <laughs> no. Um it, it was the gra- it was the uh the graduate. Anywho, they missed out on filming uh, some movie there, so the dean was like, you know what, I've read the script, whatever, we're going to do it, and we're going to be famous for it. And uh, they did not get famous enough, apparently, so kind of a blunder. Okay, uh, second question. What was John Belushi's fraternity position at the Delta House? Was it A, the General of Do Goodings, B, the Sergeant-at-Arms, or C, the Chief Risk Manager? I know this one, so I will go last. Same. I also know it, so I will go last
0: as well.
1: Jesus.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Zach.
1: I'm going to go with the chief risk manager. I'll also say chief risk manager.
0: Guys, this will be the first podcast that Cameron does not win.
3: Doesn't win. (laughs) Sergeant at arms, baby. It is the sergeant at arms, yeah. I almost
0: said that. I I was almost like, I feel like it's that. He says it uh, as they're going
4: through handing out nicknames.
3: All right. Now it's time for the third and final question. Also, my favorite trivia question of all time that I've come up with, so here we go. Ooh. Mark Metcalf became famous for his playing of Niedermeyer in the movie Animal House. How many Twisted Sister music videos did he reprise his role of Niedermeyer in? What? <laughs> is,
1: is it is multiple
3: it choice? A- or- <laughs> okay. Yeah, is it A, one, B,
1: two, or C, <C-3>? three? <laughs> <laughs> there were multiple twisted sister music videos in which he reprised his role as Niedermeyer oh maybe my God. we don't
0: know it might That's only true. be one
1: there's no way it's a trivia question i'm gonna go full tilt and say the answer is three <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nobody knows this one, huh? I feel like it's got to be out there. I you know, I am an, an avid Twisted, Twisted,
0: Twisted, Twisted, Twisted Sister fan, but I do not know <laughs>
1: this not noticed all those times. <laughs> You're an, you, you describe uh, yourself yeah. as an avid fan? <laughs> Dylan is one of dozens. <laughs> <laughs> there are dozens of us. Dozens!
0: Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I think the only Twisted Sister song I know <laughs> is the freaking Goofy Goober, I Want to Rock or whatever. Really? Oh
3: my
1: god. Yeah. god! That's that song is called Goofy Goober Rock, by the way.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. But the actual song is oh, I. Oh, see, rock. that's how. That's what I know well, it under. Yeah,
1: right. But if you're listening, if you have to choose between that and Goofy Goober Rock, like you know,
0: you're gonna go Goofy Goober every time, of course. Obviously, I'm gonna say one because it would have been a funny little meme if they would have kept reprising the role. But I think it was one. They were just fans of the movie.
2: I'm gonna go midway. I'm gonna say I'll say two. Just because, I mean, the two Twisted Sister music videos I can think of, I feel like I, I may have missed seeing <laughs> him in his role as Niedermeyer. But I feel like he could have been in both of those music videos. Um, probably either, you know, the I want to rock, obviously. And then I'm not sure about the we're not going to take it. I, I have no, I'm just taking a wild stab out there. I'll say two. I'm going to say one. We're both wrong, we're tied with Carlos if it's two.
4: And if not, Carlo or Cameron still loses because he doesn't coward. have any points. Coward. You coward, <laughs> pick the answer you think is real. I, I honestly have no
3: clue. I'm gonna say one.
0: Ben and playing the game, name a more iconic duo.
3: You guys love making me come up with tiebreakers. This is why this is why I prep six or seven questions for every quiz. Because the answer was wow. two. Carlos actually named them both. I want to rock and we're not going to take it. We're not going (laughs) to take it makes sense. He uh, came back as Niedermeyer. All right, so we have a three-way tie, Ben, Carlos, and Dylan. I've got another multiple choice one for you. So what year was Faber College founded? Is it A, 1899, B, 1904, or C, 1918? I'm going to say C, 1918.
1: You couldn't have done this one earlier.
3: You couldn't have got two more questions right. Come on, you've no, been killing it all. No, I couldn't have. Apparently, whole series of the podcast, you've been the the starring role in this trivia. You just let me down. I'm disappointed.
2: What were the What were the years again, Zach? A
3: 1899, B
0: 1904,
1: or C 1918. Carlos, I'll text you the I'll right say, answer. <laughs> I'll say
2: 1904. All right, all Ben,
0: right. Mister, I play the game. You got to go the other option. <laughs>
1: That's one I was going to go with, anyways. Congrats, Carlos. Ladies and gents,
3: Carlos is our first-time winner on the podcast. (laughs) The answer is 1904.
0: Well, thanks for playing, everybody. We'll see you next week. So this thing was started under quarantine, and we're going to keep that theme alive a little bit. We're going to kill or quarantine. We'll go through a list of characters. I'll give one, and you guys tell me, are you going to kill or are you going to quarantine with them? So first off, we're going to go with the obvious, Bluto. Are you killing or are you quarantining?
1: Kill. I'm going to kill Bluto. I feel like I'm going to get real sick of his shit after like three minutes and it's not going to be good.
2: Cameron would find Bluto in his fridge at like 3 a.m. Uh,
1: he's going to be like bouncing off the walls and like breaking shit. I, I'm not having it. He's dying.
3: Yeah, partying's a good time, but there's always that one guy who wants to party for like four days in a row and at some point you need a break. So yeah, I'd probably kill Bluto as well.
2: I would also say kill for Bluto, man. I love doing my grocery shopping, but I also love making my groceries and alcohol last. (laughs) And uh, I feel that would not be the case if Bluto was with me. Yeah, he was a big boy.
4: Wow. I'm in a
2: quarantine. Dude knows how to have a good time.
4: He does. He does. I'm sure there would probably be some nice peace and quiet while he's sleeping it off. The other thing that you guys are really neglecting here... Is that that man becomes a senator? Nothing like being in the middle of quarantine and just hearing him yell, Gator. We can drop to the floor and like do that whatever weird <laughs> dance that they were doing.
3: They were having seizures we will, uh, together.
4: We'll stay, we'll stay at the Delta House, uh, cause the bar's always stocked. I I'll I'll stay in Otter's room. He won't be there, but I'll take his room. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a good quarantine. I can study while he sleeps one off and Obviously, uh, he could steal test answers in that, so you know you're getting decent grades unless those Omegas swap the test answers on us. Should be good. I'm surprised. I'm surprised so many people went with kill on this one.
0: Maybe the next obvious person. D-Day, do you kill or quarantine? The man is driving a motorcycle inside of a house. His
3: whereabouts are currently unknown. I would quarantine with D-Day. We could hang out. I think that he's uh, just not as edgy as Bluto. We could we could hang out, drink a lot of beer, but eat a good meal when we need to. And he's the type of guy that will bring the outdoors indoors for me. Like if I get homesick of like riding my motorcycle, it's no big deal because he'll bring it in and let me ride it around the house.
1: Yeah, I was also... This one's tough for me. I'll also say quarantine just because I feel like I think he is a little more chill than Bluto. Like I think, like you said, he definitely has the capacity for that, but then... It seems like he's still, he can be a pretty chill guy when, you know, when he's not trying to do that kind of stuff. He
3: can seem to fix stuff, so. too. Like, he put that car back together.
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in a way.
4: Yeah. That was, I was going to go with quarantine. Um, he seems like he, one, he knows how to have a good time. Two, he also seems like he knows how to how to fix it. So, like, we're in the middle of quarantine and there's a leak or something. He knows how to how to fix it. Oh shit, this is broken. Hey, D Day, um, this light's broken. All right, you know, let him bust out the the old toolbox and fix shit up. Yeah, I think I think D Day walks the line of not being like super obnoxious, but also wild enough that knows how to have a good time, but also actually has quite a few useful skills that would be would be good to have in quarantine.
2: Right, that's what I appreciate about him too. I would I would quarantine, like he can be a you know obviously a pretty level dude, but then if we needed to, go pick, pick him up a six-pack and uh, and see where the night takes us. What are you trying <laughs> Whoa, to do with what?
1: <laughs> 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 what are you trying to do with the... Uh, see where the you night takes a a DJ, guy, You know, guys took that <laughs> completely. Carlos D-day wants, wants to take
3: D-Day for a mustache <laughs> ride. That's what Carlos wants. Well, I was surprised you thought one six-pack would do it.
4: Little little rubber glove treatment, whatever. But I will say, too, the first time you see D-Day, he, he rides the motorcycle up the stairs. And what does he do? Does he crack the beer and immediately start drinking? No, he cracks the beer and immediately
3: offers it to his guest. What a host! Yeah, he could have gone the Steve Austin route and smacked it against his forehead and downed it. But you're right; he he was a kind man. Gave it to the was that guy pledging or is it just a friend of his? Yeah, nope that was that was Pinto. Fantastic hospitality, right? What a good guy!
0: For our killer quarantine finale, we're gonna choose. Greg Marmalard, the leader, I would say, of Omega House. I think he is actually the president. Is he not the president? I think he is the president. Yeah. Right. We're going to go with Greg from Omega House. He's eternally soft. <laughs> I was thinking about those
1: bad <laughs> Eternally soft. <laughs> do, you, oh
0: God. do you kill or quarantine, Mr. Greg?
3: I'm killing Greg. There were so many conversations people had with them and stuff went, over his head. So, like, obvious stuff just went right over his head. He didn't really seem to pay attention to stuff. I don't know. I, I could not hang out with the guy constantly. feel like you're
1: talking to a brick wall. All right. I'm going to say I'm in a quarantine with him, actually, because he seems pretty wealthy, and he probably could buy a lot of shit. I think he's a total doucher, but I'm totally willing to use him for his money in quarantine. I'm also going to say
4: quarantine, uh, not just for his wealth. <laughs> um, joke's on you, Cameron. I'm gonna use him for his connections.
1: Oh, that's yeah, that's <laughs> fair.
4: You quarantine with Greg, you've practically got an in. I mean, he's sitting there talking about how they have campus leaders all over their fraternity. So you know for a fact, like as as soon as quarantine's over, he's gonna be like, Oh hey, someone I know has this really good job opportunity. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to my I'm gonna talk to my buddy and, and get you in. Or so, like you're
1: well, alternatively, he leads you over to the loser couch, and he sits you down, and then he never talks to you again.
4: Ah, but it's quarantine. It's just the two of us. There is no loser couch. He's stuck. I
0: was going to say, you boys are playing 4D chess over here. Zach's just like, <laughs> I don't like Greg. Whatever, fuck him. <laughs> you guys are like, He's like I'm going to yeah. use him for his money and his connections. Hook up by quarantine. Lit. To wrap it all up, we're going to give you guys our updated ratings. So I had seen this movie before. I only saw it for the first time a couple of years ago. I, I knew of it as this, like, iconic, like, comedy film. at the first from National Lampoon. And it definitely is. It's It's an iconic comedy. It's edgy. It's dark for its time. And I gave it, like, a 7 going in. I think it's funny watching it after. Some of the jokes are very dated. I definitely think of it lower. I gave it about a 5 out of 10. It does have its place.
3: All right, going into it, uh, I saw this movie first when I was in high school, and I remember it being this like huge party movie and tons of gags and stuff, so, so I wrote down my rating as an 8 prior to seeing it again. And uh, like Dylan, I'm dropping it uh, quite a bit. I'm giving this a 4 out of 10 after seeing it. It's not even my favorite National Lampoon's movie. That's the thing. Uh, There are some funny parts, but I think the funniest bits of it are like John Belushi and just kind of the slapstick comedy, him crushing beer cans against his head or downing the bottle of Jack and then smashing it up against a car. Other than that, like the acting's not great. What sort of plot that there is is kind of odd. And yeah, maybe there's a bit of this movie wasn't made for me. It was made for like my parents when they were in college or they were teenagers and movies like Neighbors or like, um, that other one.
1: Super bad. Super bad. That's actually what I was
3: thinking of. Uh, yeah, super bad uh, or more like What's the me. one
1: with, uh, Jake Long? Pro, uh, Project, X. X.
3: Project X. Project X. Oh Accepted,
1: my God. Accepted, yeah, all those ones, yeah.
3: Yeah, the, even like Monsters, the American Pie franchise is Monsters kind of, Monsters the, University. <laughs>
1: Monsters Inc. University. Monsters,
3: <laughs> Monsters Inc. <laughs> and Finding Nemo. Those were more up my alley. Uh, way better than this. No, um. But yeah, I'm going to drop it down. Uh, humor is dated, and it it wasn't made for me. Um, but I think a 4 out of 10 is fair. So I've seen this movie a couple of times. The first time I saw
4: this movie uh, was with my dad and my brother. And it was, I don't know, if I was in high school, I might have been like a freshman in high school. As my dad says, it's one of those movies that every man should see. It's one of those like, I guess "quote unquote" guy movies. I guess that people would would call it. Going into it, I had it at an eight, and that's knowing that some of the jokes don't hold up as well. Uh, keeping in mind some of this, some of the the racier stuff, it's tough. Watching comedy movies that came out in this type of time period, same with Airplane, is very much kind of in that same vein. It's going to use kind of the same type of the same type of language, the same type of humor. It's really that this movie set the standard for that some of the jokes in that don't age well I think this movie definitely is a is a product of its time and also just kind of a product of its creators in in my updated rating I dropped it down but only do about a seven I understand dropping it lower but one I guess when I when I watch this movie I still think of the first time watching it with my dad and it's one of those things we bonded over. I love the time period, the early 60s. I love the music, everything going on with it there. I just think overall, it's it's still really funny. I think this is a movie that you could definitely turn on with like six or seven people, grabbed a couple beers, you sit and you can laugh at it. But I do agree, some of the language I think could be changed and it would still be as funny. But I think the structure of this movie itself still kind of holds up. And like I said, it kind of really you look at the next almost decade and a half of movies that came out and they were so influenced by this. The The outcast versus the rich kid, the gags, everything like that was so heavily influenced by this movie for that reason. It still holds some weight to be viewed as a classic. So I, I dropped it a little bit because there were parts of it that I didn't remember. But the part where Katie says, I think I'm in love with a, and then she drops the R word, I don't think that's as funny as the fact that Boone responds and goes, yes, is he bigger than me? Like, that's the funny part of that, that scene. Doesn't need that humor or that language, but it was also written at a time where that language and that humor was more acceptable. And realistically, we're recording this at a time where so many things are in that spectrum we look back at. And you can look back at something that came out even, even a decade ago. I mean, we talked about it uh, accepted super bad, but I'm sure if you went back and watched some of those, you might see some of the things and go, mm, maybe now in 2020, that still doesn't hold up. So I, I dropped it to a seven, but I, I still think it's definitely a classic movie and
2: one of those movies that deserves its place. So when I first watched Animal House, it was back in college. And uh, I, I remember just thinking to myself, like, okay, this, this makes sense that it's uh, it's kind Of, like, the startup to a lot of like these raunchy college humor style like movies, yeah, I get it. Um, watching it now, like in 2020, I mean, I feel like I just spent most of the time just kind of saying, oof, like, to <laughs> a lot of the humor that's in the movie, and a lot of the humor that I, you know, I don't find entertaining really. Um, so my initial rating for the movie was when I first saw it, I could see why it was an influential movie for the time. Um, so I you know, I was thinking around a seven. Um, but after that, I dropped it down to a five just because it's like if it's on, like maybe I'll take a, a peek at it. But I don't think it's going to be something I'm going to like <laughs> really encourage other people to watch, you know, just because I know a lot like humor is always evolving. And I feel like spending your time watching a, a different movie that's more uh, recent with the the same, I guess, like uh, direction of humor that they want to go with might be a better route.
0: The man we're all here to hear about. Cameron, what was your initial reaction?
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about what I wanna say about this movie. I think comedy is one of those genres where it's very susceptible for the time period it's in. You're gonna see movies made today, or recently, relatively so, and probably look at them again in, you know, twenty years or so and you're gonna say, Wow, that did not those jokes didn't age well. And it's cause you're not in that time period anymore. And comedy in part, at least relies on, like, relating to the subject in a lot of instances, right? Of, like, you know, understanding what the joke is about and being on the level at which you can appreciate it. I think the movie was an enjoyable movie. I thought it was funny in a lot of parts. But like someone else said earlier, I think since it's been made, I think that there have been modern movies that have done a very similar thing and have done it in a in such a way that we can appreciate it better, honestly. Uh, so... I think for this type of movie, I think you have to go into it understanding that there's going to be some jokes and off-color humor that you're not going to appreciate and you're not going to like it that much. But I think if you go into it with those expectations, I think, you can still, I think you can still enjoy media that has some negative aspects of it and still enjoy it on the whole. So for that reason, I'm still going to give it a 6 out of 10. I, again, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I thought it was funny. Really, the problem was that we we don't live in 1970s or whenever it came out. I and mean, obviously today we have issues with it because we don't think that content is acceptable. And I agree, like a lot of the content in the movie isn't and shouldn't be made into a movie today. But it wasn't made today. So, yeah, that's my rating on it.
0: Yeah, We're looking at a 1970s movie with 2020 glasses.
4: Right. I think when you pull up things like this on streaming, I think it should do what Warner Brothers does with old Looney Tunes cartoons and kind of give you that warning. I, I think they do it a lot with the, with their cartoons that came out in a time where a lot more race issues were a lot less offensive back then, where they kind of say, you know, this is a product of its time. We're not going to edit it. And instead they kind of take that as an opportunity to educate. I think that could be done with with a lot of those comedy movies, but it's true. I mean, it's tough to look at these movies in 2020, and appreciate a movie that was not designed for a 2020 audience.
0: That said, Cameron, do you recommend people watch Animal House? Is it a classic?
1: I think it's a classic movie, but I would, I almost like fall almost immediately short of recommending you watch it. It's hard because the main takeaways from the movie I feel like you already know from pop culture. And there are movies that have been made more recently that. Do as good, if not a better job at a college humor movie. Um, so it's a classic movie for sure, just because of the influence it's had. But would I recommend somebody watch it? I don't know. Thanks everyone for
0: listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram at Cocktails and Classics Pod. Or if you're into Twitter, reach us at Cocktails and Classics. Post, send, and tag us in your drink photos or your movie recommendations and use the hashtag cocktailsandclassics. Share us with your friends, and until next time, watch responsibly.